0: Blob Talk
1: Radio. Hi, this is Larry Ball, former Miami Dolphin. I'm listening to the Fantasy Gesture Show.
2: I'm Arturo Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy
1: Gesture this is Pat Turtan, and you're listening to the Fantasy Jester Show. Know your role and shut your mouth, because the People's Champ is ready to talk. No, you know what? Uh, not the People's Champ. Probably, probably a little bit, little bit better than the People's Champ, and here's why. Because I am a little newer than the People's Champ, but I can go ahead and create just a bigger mess. That's right. I am the Fantasy Jester. This is the Fantasy Jester Show, and it's brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com, your kingdom for fantasy sports and more. How's everybody doing tonight? It is currently 83 degrees, uh, partly cloudy in D-Land, Florida tonight. Coming to you live as can be. How's everybody doing? And I hope it's as nice wherever you are. Tonight, we've got a a jam-packed show tonight for everybody. We are going to cover uh, all five of the major food groups in sports, and in that, I mean NFL, baseball, basketball, hockey, wrestling, a little bit of everything. Kaepernick, we're going to talk Kaepernick not standing for the national anthem in the games Gonna get some very distinct opinions between JT and I Uh, I did not realize I I went ahead and I was expecting one reaction from JT and uh, I got something different and it caught me a little off guard and uh, I understand his side of it but uh, we'll go ahead so Kaepernick's not standing Romo is he capable of standing the latest on Romo got a fracture in the vertebrae or uh he's got back problems he's he's fragile he's done when no matter how much the will is there when the body's done the body's done romo back injury out 6 to 10 weeks i'm so glad i drafted dak prescott in one of my dynasty leagues that's a nice little bonus right now season hasn't even started and i'm already hitting Got to like when that happens. If you missed the gridiron, guys, which uh, it seems like fewer and fewer people are missing that. We we turned in some great numbers this past week for gridiron, guys. But if you missed it, shame on you. You can go to iTunes. Go catch it. You can catch it on FantasyJusticeSports.com, the past episode as well. But all our past episodes are on FantasyJusticeSports.com. And you can catch us at iTunes, Fantasy Jester on iTunes. Get every episode. You won't miss a beat. You can catch up to where we are. You can binge listen to the Fantasy Jester on iTunes. We talked about, I was just recently at the camp in Tampa Bay. And uh, we're going to touch on that briefly again for any of you fans out there that missed it. We've got a couple of things that are going on, a couple of announcements uh, Fantasy Justin needs to bring to all of you, some great, great news. tonight. we're going to also talk Major League Baseball pickups. You know, we're coming into the home stretch. the last week, two weeks, maybe some of you are already in your playoffs. Who are you picking up? Who, who's a last-minute guy? We're going to both give you a pitcher. We're going to give you a fielder each uh, tonight. JT is going to join me in a little bit when I say both of us. Everybody should know by now. I'm talking about Jason Townsend, my partner in crime. Everywhere we go, JT Fez, F E Z four three seven at Twitter. Also, the NHL article I handed. Now, a lot of people a little surprised that I handed a hockey article off to somebody else to write. Now, everybody knows how much I absolutely love the sport of hockey, and I've handed it off to Tate Dello, our new star attraction. Uh, I guess that's a good way to put it. He's going to write with us once a week, goes ahead, shows up at the Gridiron Guys once a week. Shows up at the grilling guys later ready. you know, he already thinks he's got it like that. He writes a couple of good articles, and now all of a sudden, we're dealing with T.O., folks. So, uh, but yeah, we uh, handed off hockey to him. We're going to talk about that article. I have a very distinct opinion about the one piece of it that he wrote, and uh, you're not going to want to miss that. Tonight, we're going to talk top goalie. Now, top goalie, who's your top goalie in the league right now? Who's the first guy that should be off your board? And uh, a sleeper, a sleeper goalie, going to be giving you some of that. NBA, early fantasy radar. We're going to talk. Who should you be looking at and targeting already? Put him down right now. Sleeper pick. Hold on to it. Don't say another word to your friends about him. Don't mention them to your friends. Who do we have for you tonight? WWE. (laughs) WWE, the news. Del Rio, possibly leaving. We're going to talk about that. And also now some new additions, uh, uh, some new news on this brand split and what they're going to do. We've got some. I've got an opinion on it. Um, We'll see what JT, because it's uh, breaking news just happened today, I haven't even had the opportunity to get JT's opinion on it. And then we will wrap up, if that's not enough for everybody, and if we haven't brought you enough by then, fact or fantasy, a rapid-fire edition, we're going to cover NHL, NFL, MLB, NBA, WWE. We're going to even throw an odd one in there for JT. A little unexpected one for him, maybe. But tonight, we're going to talk about this whole My rant, before I bring in JT, is the patriotism of this country, and how it's gone absolutely, absolutely downhill. Now, we're going to talk in a little bit about Colin Kaepernick exercising his right to not stand for the national anthem. And the ramifications of that, but in general, you know, we look at what's going on in America today, and you hear a bunch of people bitching and complaining, and this is no good, and this is no good, and these lives matter, and those lives matter, and this is going... And I don't like it and I don't like this and I don't like that and I don't You know what? Get out. You don't like the country. It's really that damn bad. Get out or shut up and get to work fixing what's wrong. Talk. Communicate. Move your lips or get out. If it's that bad, nobody's forcing you here. Last time I checked, nobody's held by chains anymore. Get out. Don't like it here. Goodbye. Or help be part of the solution. Don't be part of the problem. Well because you have the right to something, okay? Really at some point doesn't mean you need to exercise it either, too. Okay? There are ways to go ahead and do things, all right? Or you can get out. I believe the expression is don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. I understand. I understand. People out there are disconcerted. And and then you look at our, our what we're being given for presidential candidates. It's kind of hard to feel good. Kind of hard to feel good about things. They're throwing two really disgusting people. Two disgusting individuals. But both are a true representation of what America is. One's a lion thief. And the other is a lion thief. That's all they both are. Folks, we got to wake up. You don't like the country. Change it. You don't like the candidates? Do what I do. Find another one. Help push somebody that you feel is worthy. Speak up. Communicate. You know, we have... Social media now, folks, you know, recent on social media, EpiPen, going from what it used to cost to $300 a shot, and how the woman is crooked, how she went ahead and lobbied that every school should have one meanwhile, as she was raising the prices from $5 to 300 Well, you know what social media did? Social media in the past five days has cost that woman $3 billion. And it didn't even touch what was going on. We have the power to change what we don't like if you actually work together. If you're going to sit there, bitch, moan, cry, and not have a solution, shut up or get out, because you're not helping. We're going to bring in JT in a second, and JT has uh, got his own opinion, and uh, I want to see what he has to say in general tonight. We've got a great show, and I want to see how he's feeling about things, and uh, here he comes. I see him. I hear him. That's right. Jason J.T. Townsend is here. How are you, sir? I'm a little spooked, Jester. I mean, if you can see me, that means
2: you have a drone outside my office window.
1: So that's, that's a little spooky.
2: Uh, other than that, I'm, I'm no complaints. None whatsoever. Another week closer to football. We've got some great stuff to talk about. You're still hiding something from me that you're not letting me forget about, but I'm, I'm trying to overlook that. So, you know, things are going good.
1: Tell you what. Maybe I'll tell you today. Yeah,
2: maybe. Well we'll see. We'll see. We got a lot. I don't know if we're gonna squeeze that in, but you That's know, true. listening to you talk about we do, it's a packed show. You're not kidding on that. When you said it's packed, it's totally packed. The rundown is uh bursting. But I have to jump in on this Kaepernick thing. You know yeah. it, now, let me let me clarify something up front. I feel the same way you do. But I also look at this and say one of the great rights and freedoms we have in this country is how you express or you choose to believe what you want. You know, that's the freedom to do so. That was his way of expressing it. He's free to do so. Do I like it? No. Would I like to kick him in his teeth? Absolutely. But he is, that's one of the great things about the United States. You're free to believe and express how you want to do it. Uh, nobody seemed to have a problem with him sitting for the National Anthem weeks one and two of the preseason, but they did this week. And the only difference I've seen is he was in uniform this week. So this isn't something new. Um, to me, it's an absolute no story. The guy's a joke. What he has to say is a joke. Um, he's irrelevant. And by these all these news outlets and world news and local news and sports news, that are jumping all over this, all they're doing fueling the fire to a guy that really doesn't even deserve the time, in my opinion.
1: Well, uh, you know, just, I understand what you're saying. Okay. But I, I I'm just, I, I guess maybe what it is is the message that he's trying to say. And if I hear one more person like, all right, Colin Kaepernick, is crying foul he is saying that the african-american doesn't have it fair in this in this country that the african-american is oppressed in this country and what i don't understand is that he's saying it from a country where the leader of the country i believe is african-american now if he's the leader of this country that would make him the most powerful man on earth. So you have the most powerful man on earth who is an African American. And you have Colin Kaepernick talking about how the world is unfair. USA is unfair to African Americans. Um, and then as he's saying this now, I'm going to guess he was somewhere maybe near practice field. Maybe he was in the locker room when he gave this interview, okay, or he is headed to the locker room where there are several African-American millionaires in that locker room. You know what I noticed? It's a great excuse to do nothing, to be lazy, because you know what? If you want to get up off your ass, if you're an African-American You can play any sport you want and make millions. If you're African American and you get up off your ass, you can be president of the most powerful nation in the country. But you have to get up off your ass to do it. Skin color doesn't matter. Stop using it as an excuse. If that's your excuse, and you really feel that oppressed as you're sitting around millionaires, with the most powerful man leading your country being African American, and you still feel oppressed, you need to get out. Now I don't care. Sit, stand, squat, do circles, do pirouettes as the as the national anthem's going. But don't give me some BS reason for it. And that's a BS reason, sitting around a bunch of millionaires, countries being run, most powerful country in the world being run by an African-American. You're going to tell me oppressed. Shut the hell up with that. Please, can we, let's switch gears. I want to get off this crap. Let's go over to Romo. There's some, There's somebody who's uh, talking about not standing for something. He can't stand, period, I guess. Right, right. Yeah, it's the you, back
2: this weekend.
1: It's the back. Uh, fortunately, it wasn't the shoulder, but yeah, now it's the back and it's the lower back. And uh, I believe I heard something along the line, six to ten weeks.
2: Let's let's be realistic. Tony Romo is 36 years old. He's been beaten around for a long time in Dallas. Um, at some point. If he's not willing to do so, Jerry Jones, Jason Garrett, uh, they need to start looking out for his quality of life for when he does put that helmet down. Um, I think it's time somebody has a conversation with Mr. Romo about um, maybe moving on to the next part of his
1: life. Yeah, like Mrs. Romo. Well,
2: whoever that is this week.
1: Yeah, there's got to be a significant other there, isn't he? I thought oh, I mean, he was the, married, guy, yeah. the
2: guy's intelligent the guy's intelligent he has a lot to offer we're talking about a guy that was completely undrafted uh and came in to be a multiple time pro bowl quarterback and one that didn't get the respect that i think he deserves uh for as well as he played the position over several years so i think uh you know maybe it's time he starts looking at uh going into that uh, coaching profession. I think he'd be a good one. The guy's intelligent. He's articulate. I know he wants to be a pro golfer. Maybe look into that.
1: Uh, it's time to find something because uh, this isn't good. This isn't well, good. Well, when you start and... talking about
2: your back, you know, you're talking about your back. That's You take one blindside shot, which can happen at any given time. Uh, you know, that could be it for him. So, I think it's time he starts looking elsewhere, move on to the Dak Prescott era and uh, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, have the two rookies come in together and, uh, yeah, build their team.
1: Two rookies in the backfield. Oof. ah, That should be fun. Going to be a lot of big plays and a lot of, oops. You're going to get a mixture of both. I good guess thing I'm, for them. Go the
2: good thing for them, though, they have – some young veteran talent, but still veteran talent on that offensive line. Uh, still one of the best in the league. You got Des Bryant on the outside, who's got some years. Terrence Williams, who's played for a few years. Jason Witten will still be there. So there's still some leaders, uh, you know, that can help get Ezekiel Elliott, uh, as long as he decides to stay out of Herbin, Herbin Legends on his Seattle visits. Uh, and, you know, and Dak Prescott. So.
1: Now, do you, uh, if you're at Dallas, do you go out and uh, get another quarterback, or are you happy with Whedon back there as the backup?
2: Now, we, we discussed this a little on the production meeting. My feeling on it is if you look around out there and see what's actually available at this point, and I don't think you see anything out there that's more impressive, and I, I really say that tongue-in-cheek, more impressive than Brandon Whedon. There's just not. They'd be on a roster already. Maybe you find somebody who's got a good, you know, a situation where you have a – using it as an example, Jimmy Garoppolo, Tom Brady, where you're going to have a top quarterback coming back in a few weeks. Maybe you go out and try to make a trade, something of that nature. But at this point, I just – I think you stick with who's been in camp.
1: Do you – okay. So, you don't even try and make a move safe for – like Glennon in Tampa,
2: you know they've tried to get Mike Glennon several mm-hmm. times, and the Bucks' asking price apparently is higher than they're willing to pay. And you know I got to throw Tate Dello a shout here. He's pointed out a guy to me that I have scouted, but I've scouted a little harder since you mentioned him. In Jamel Showers, who's looked really good. Another young guy that the Cowboys really like. So you know maybe at this point go with Dak. You go with Showers, and you go with Week.
1: Hmm. All right. Well, I personally am happy uh, because I have Dak Prescott in one of my dynasty leagues. So the sooner the better, I can see what he's doing.
2: Well, you know, Jester, I got to throw something out there now since this is the fantasy, Jester. And, I, I, you know, you were talking a little political earlier there with some of our candidates. You know, I have to throw out in our big baseball league we play. in. you know, I'm in the, the finals against a Frank Malone who uh, – Yes. He uh, sent the conceding text to me about an hour ago and said he concedes. It's over. Wow. You know, I got the yeah, I got I know. Saturday night I got the I got the concede text from him. He said he's okay with it. He accepts it. So, you know, you gotta like it when you get you know, I know how those party feel now when they get that phone call. What's that? On a Saturday. Well it is fourteen Five and six right now is our is our count. But, yeah, he's going with the uh, concede Saturday night.
1: No, I'm looking at it right now in one. Yeah. Um, two. Three. Really? He's conceding already? It's a little I, early. I was –
2: I was surprised, you know, Hey, we still got another night and then another day tomorrow. But, uh, you know, point being, uh, you know, you hmm. took uh Dak Prescott. You're talking about as one of your quarterbacks, Frank took him with the fourth overall pick in our
1: dynasty league draft. So he's feeling pretty good today too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, didn't cost me a four, but yeah, I got him and I'm happy. So, so you know, you and Frank, there are in the finals in that one. So that, that's uh that's a good one. And, uh, More than likely, Frank is right. The congratulations is in order. It's a little early, but we can see where this is headed. So congratulations, JT, on that. Very nice. Well done.
2: I'll take the win.
1: Well done, well done. But uh, moving right along, this past week I was at the Tampa Bay camp, and uh, it was a great time. They they were absolutely fantastic. If, If you didn't hear about this on Gridiron, guys, let me just tell you real quick. They uh, set up, first of all, extremely, extremely fan-friendly. Now, I've been to Jacksonville camp three weeks ago. Two weeks ago, uh, it was Miami and now Tampa. And of the three, it was clearly, clearly uh, much more fan-friendly in Tampa Bay. They had a mini ship there. They were tossing beads. Uh, you're greeted by many people you have a schedule uh, you have that are given to you for the year you got roster uh, that's given to you a whole bunch of little stuff for you as you go in little uh, little treats here and there and then I had the same kind of seating canopy seating that I had received as a VIP in Miami We had that so. You're not in the sun. Then I noticed, I guess, because of how they treat their fans, of the three camps, Tampa Bay by far had more people watching their practice that that day than the other two camps. Matter of fact, if I had to say, it's pretty close to combine the people that was at Miami the day I went and the people that were at Uh, Jacksonville, put them together, and you had the Tampa Bay crowd. That'll give you an idea just how loyal their fans are, maybe, like I said, maybe because of how they treat them there while they're at their practice, okay? Miami, they couldn't even give you a piece of paper with the roster so that if there was anybody that you didn't know their number, and, of course, if you've got third and fourth string practice players, guys that undrafted and all that, you're not going to know exactly who they are if they, you're the average fan. You should be getting a roster with names and numbers, especially because Miami is the only one of the three teams that their practice jerseys don't have their name. So Miami pretty much drops the ball as far as fr- fan-friendly there. Then, um, So I'd say of the three, the worst fan-friendly was Miami. Then uh, Jacksonville, Jacksonville was actually pretty good. The only complaint I had about Jacksonville, oh my god, folks. Four dollars for a bottle of water. Tampa was two twenty-five. Okay. Miami was two fifty. You get the idea. Four dollars for water. Thanks, guys. That was the only part that I didn't like about Jacksonville. Otherwise, they would have gotten a higher rating as far as fan-friendly. But then you had Tampa Bay just tossing out ice pops to all their fans uh, throughout the practice so that they were nice and cool. Uh, Just a great time. And the player is absolutely fantastic. You know, met Gerald McCoy uh, as as nasty as he is on field. Okay, that is as nice as he is to the fans and and the people talking to him. Really great guy. Had Adam Humphreys go ahead, be able to spend some time with me. We were talking, and then also – I had mentioned to him that we have uh, the Make-A-Wish people, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, that we go ahead and we have auctions for them. And uh, he went ahead and signed a glove. And uh, we now have that. That's going up on the auction. And then um was able to watch a good portion of, a, and analyze what I saw from the team. And, you know, what I saw from the team is, they, have, they really do, and I, I alluded to Glennon earlier. They really do have two very good quarterbacks. Jameis looks sharp. Glennon looks sharp, too. Wide receivers look good. Uh, Mike Evans looked disinterested the day I went uh, and then went out and had a fantastic uh, preseason game. So, you, you know, you can't go by that. Then um, we go ahead and you move to the defensive side of the ball, and the weakness that I see there is really the secondary uh, was getting uh, getting beat up a little bit that day. But uh, for the most part, so, JT, you've had an opportunity to see some of uh, the early play here. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Jameis, for some people, they're looking for Jameis to fall off this year. And I don't see it.
2: No, Again, no, I don't either. You don't look at it you look at a guy that dropped fifteen pounds in the off season, worked his tail off, tried to get his receivers together as much as he could to work on timing, uh, you know, that sort of thing. You got a guy that's got a really good sleeper tight end and Cameron Braith that you've opened our eyes to. If Safarian Jenkins can get his head out of uh, certain parts of his anatomy, he's supremely talented. And then let's talk about those two running backs and Charles Sims who caught a touchdown last night and Doug Mm -hmm. Martin, who both catch the ball extremely well coming out of the backfield, I don't look for this guy to tail off at all. He's a guy that is a winner. He's always won. He doesn't like to lose. And uh, it's not acceptable. That's what I'm looking for in a leader and a quarterback.
1: You know, I got to tell you, you talked about Austin Safari and Jenkins. Well, he's currently listed as the number two tight end. And a lot more was thought of him. I actually have a picture with him and I'll post it later on Twitter for everybody. And, uh, I have a picture of me with him and who was able to speak to him. You know what? Absolutely great guy. Absolutely great guy. Physical specimen in good shape and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, his problem is real simple. He can't stay healthy. And it's another one where you can only do so much your body, you know, your body dictates to you. And, um, No, he is getting passed, and he has been passed by Cameron Breit, who, for lack of a better term, from everybody that I've talked to when I was down there, uh, got to talk to a couple of the coaches on the side and whatnot, and he hasn't dropped much. There are two players that, throughout camp, have not dropped many passes. Cameron Breit is one, and Adam Humphreys, their slot guy, they're really looking to him to be like a little Welker guy this year, really start to shine and show what he can do. And what he can do is just contort himself into some crazy catches. I mean, the day I was there, he made three catches that I just was like off the ground. He was off the ground, horizontal for one, up in the air for another, Okay. And then jumping up and getting his two feet in inbounds on a uh, 10 foot, uh, a 10 yard uh, out cut uh, and caught it in the air and tippy toed, got his toes just barely into the sideline, made a great catch. Just, I'm telling you, the offense, I really like what the offense is going to look like. That secondary just, it really has me scared. You're going to see, I believe, unless. In, in you know, something different goes on, or, you know, there's a strong learning curve by some of the secondary. I see a lot of high-scoring games with Tampa this year, uh, back-and-forth kind of games. So, you know, as you know, about you're talking that
2: – you're, ta- mm-hmm. you're talking about Humphreys, um, and you look at Jameis. You go back to his days at Florida State. He had a guy about the same height, 5'11", named Rashad Green, uh, who did a lot of similar stuff. Green's in Jacksonville now. Uh, But really, that's who Humphreys reminds me of. And I know watching a lot of Florida State games, I'm a Hurricane fan, so I see a lot of ACC games. Um, He really lit up that position. He's very comfortable throwing uh, in between the hash marks. So I like the thought on him. And if he has a guy that he can trust that's going to bring the ball down, you know, third down conversion, things of that nature, that could be huge for his confidence going forward.
1: Yeah, you're going to have – got Humphreys inside – you uh, inside and uh, underneath. You got Bray inside a little bit deeper. Then you got Evans and Jackson on the outside stretching the field. And I'll tell you, Vincent Jackson still looks damn good. I don't care if he's an older guy. Still looks mm, damn keep good. He keeps himself um, in great shape. He keeps himself, in, first of all, in remarkable shape. But he was making some really nice catches uh, when I was there. And then – you talked about or you alluded to earlier is the underneath to the two running backs that can catch the ball. So again, Tampa Bay offense going to be nice this year. It's going to be that defensive secondary. That's going to be their bugaboo. But um, as we continue on folks, and before actually we continue on, I have to pay a couple of bills. You want a couple of bills, a couple of
0: bills. Hi folks. It's Barbara here for deep obsession charters. Whether you live in the beautiful West Palm Beach area, or you're planning on visiting the Sunshine State and you love to dive, you have to contact South Florida's premier dive operators, Deep Obsession Dive Charters, out of the West Palm Beach area. They are a full-service dive operation. They've got everything from equipment sales and rentals, and they're also a PADI-certified dive center, and they offer certifications from beginning all the way to pro. Deep Obsession offers wreck dives, reef dives, night dives, and dives to the beautiful Blue Heron Bridge, which was voted one of the world's best macro dive sites. But their best adventure, I believe, is their baited shark dives. Here you will be educated on the importance of conservation of these beautiful endangered creatures while being up close and personal with them. It's truly an unforgettable experience, I tell you. For the best customer service in the industry, with fun and safety as a priority, you can book your next dive adventure at deepobsessioncharters.com, or you can call them at 561-707-2045. You can also find Deep Obsession Charters on Facebook and Twitter, or you can check out their videos on YouTube. Remember, for the best dive experience in South Florida, it's Deep Obsession Dive Charters. Dive, dive, dive
1: deep obsession dive charters, and they've got some great ones coming up. They've got their shark dives, uh, on Thursdays. And I believe it's Sundays and Thursdays or Mondays and Thursdays are their shark dives. No cage. Absolutely fantastic. And, um, you don't want to miss going. If you're in Florida and you like to dive or you want to learn to dive, uh, Ryan's a fantastic instructor and, um, Again, that's where Mrs. Jester learned all her diving, and currently does most of her diving now is with Deep Obsession. Great people, great fun. Can find them everywhere, social media. And just real quick, we're going to wrap up on Tampa, talking about Tampa Bay Bucks and my prediction for the season. I because the offense looks so good, and the defensive secondary looks so suspect. I'm going to go with a 9-7 and seven record for the Bucks this year. JT?
2: Well, I would like to agree with you, but I just can't on this one. I need to see some consistency from their top playmaker, Mike Evans, who can either catch five balls for 115 in a touchdown or drop five balls. So I just need to see more consistency from that team in general. Um, I'm looking at more of a 7-9 and nine season.
1: Okay. All right. So, uh, tick over five hundred. Well, that means that they'll end up eight and eight. There you go, Bucks fans. <laughs> <laughs> so, looks. Let's take the average of that. You guys are going eight and eight. Be happy, and uh, we'll see you next year. It's the difference. <laughs> Move on. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. You know. And speaking of football, just real quick. Uh, Before we get into the Major League uh, Baseball and the pickups for your fantasy teams as you're getting ready for the playoffs, or some of you might already be starting your playoffs, some of you might be wrapping them up if you planned it that way, but we've got this coming Thursday, for you NFL fans, for you fantasy football players out there, we have a two-hour, two-hour, 7 to 9 p.m., Gridiron, guys, you're not going to want to miss it. We're going to have a roundtable of fantasy football players sitting and talking about what to expect, sleepers, everything that you really need to know. We're going to go right down the whole lineup. And then also coming is my predictions. You know, we still have to go over my predictions for, you know, the playoff teams most valuable player, who's going to be a top rookie, top defense, all that stuff. You're going to want to pay attention to the Gridiron guys, Thursday, two-hour special, and who could be our special guest dropping in you're not going to want to miss it. I'm excited. I want to tell people so bad, and I can't. I, we're, we have to leave it as a surprise. Those of you who follow JT and I on Twitter at fantasy underscore jester and fez f-e-z four three seven Thursday a little before the show, you might get a little sneak peek. For those who want inside information as to who's on next week's show, pay attention to Twitter. You're not going to want to miss it, folks. we got a great show. As we move on to the Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball season is still going. I know a lot of you are wrapped up in football, and that's it. You're gone. Don't even want to hear about baseball. But there are a bunch of people out there still paying attention to baseball. Still playing fantasy baseball. Some of you are getting ready to wrap up. I know in a bunch of my leagues, we're getting ready to wrap up the season, JT. And uh, mm. right now we've got one pitcher and a fielder each. JT, who do you want to start with? I'll give you one. I'll give you my two, and then we'll go back to you for your last one. What do you got? Well, let's, let's start off with a pitcher. Um,
2: you're going to want to choke me. Luckily, I'm far away from you. So I, I changed mm. up on you, who we talked about in the production meeting. You know, wanted oh, to element of uh, shock, shock and awe. So, guy like, I'm looking at Brandon Finnegan. He has a relief pitcher and starting pitcher eligibility, owned in just under 20% of leagues. Looking at okay. the guy over his last 15, 15 days, he's pitched 18.1 innings, uh, given mm-hmm. up six earned for a 2.95 ERA a sub 1.0 whip at .98, and 23 Ks over that, which puts him in at 11.29 Ks per nine. So it looks like he's really kind of a stocking stuffer. He gets you a little bit of everything, Um, one and one in that time. And Cincinnati, let's be honest, they have nothing better to do the rest of the year than play spoiler and see what they have down on the farm. So this is a guy that uh, I definitely would like to get on my team and in my lineup.
1: Nice. Nice. All right. Yeah, a nice changeup too. I like that one. That one's better, actually. Um, I went ahead. I've got, for my pitcher, I've got Robbie Ray of the Diamondbacks. 45% Mm -hmm. owned in leagues, okay, and that's ESPN. He's even less than Yahoo. But over the last 30 days, he's pitched 35.2 innings. During that time, 49 Ks. 49 strikes for a 12.38 K per nine. He's got a one point one eight whip, a little higher on the ERA because they try and leave him in there a little too long sometimes. Three point five on the ERA. Um and currently this over the past thirty days, he went two and three. Now, why I'm saying Robbie Ray, you look at that record of two and three, and it could have easily been four and one, uh, with just a hair bit more offense. And that is the one thing about the Diamondback offense, is it's starting to come on and now they just got back star outfielder. Uh, help me quick. Pollock? A.J. Pollock. Thank you. Couldn't think of his first name. Uh-huh. A.J. Pollock. <laughs> just got him back. So that's going to add some runs on the board too. So I see a guy that he's a K machine, could use a couple of extra runs, and he's on a team where the offense is just starting to come around. It's a good grab, good pickup for you. Then you go ahead, and now my fielder, owned in 25.7% of the leagues in ESPN, Keon Broxton, he's got left field, center field eligibility. And in the last 30 days, he has just been a monster out there. Um, 30, a little bit of everything all across the board. Know not uh, This is a guy that's going to fill your stat page across the The board, whether it's runs, he had 13 runs, five home runs, 13 RBIs. He's had a triple. He had 28 Ks, but he had 18 walks, 12 steals, 12 steals with five homers. So he's getting your runs. He's getting your homers, RBIs, walks, steals, batting average, 329 for an OPS of 1.074, uh-huh. folks, yeah, yeah, he's just – he's getting on base. He's creating runs. He's creating a little havoc, and and, the, and that's what they need right now. They need somebody. They need a spark plug, and he is providing that spark for that team, and yet he's still available, I, I guess because it's uh, Milwaukee, but uh, still available 25.7% of the league's. JT, go ahead. Who do you have?
2: I'd like to go back into the American League this time. Uh, Chicago White Stock shortstop Tim Anderson, a uh, position that people have trouble. If you don't have one of the guys like Seager or Lindor or Correa, just go out, pick up. Over the last 15 days, you're looking at a guy batting at a three fifty four clip. His OPS is 1.010. A uh, couple home runs, eight RBIs, couple stolen bases, couple triples. So it's a guy that, again, stats suffer, a guy that's going to play, a guy that's pretty good defensively, so you won't see him taken off the field due to lapses on that side. And uh, mm-hmm. a guy that can get you a little bit of everything. So he's a guy that I like going forward.
1: You know, and that's an important piece that, folks, if you're paying attention, and you really should to JT on this one, okay, because he just gave you a huge bonus that people don't pay attention to, especially in fantasy baseball leagues. You want the guy who's not going to be replaced in the eighth and ninth inning for a defensive replacement. You need to have, whether you carry defensive stats or not, you, you still need to pay attention to it because it is important You don't want to miss that one more or two more at-bats somewhere along the line. You don't want to miss the at-bats. You don't want to miss the chance at a home run, RBI, all your stats that you're looking for, simply because the guy is a defensive liability. That was a huge, huge tidbit from JT. That is what makes players better than others by looking at the things like that time on the field if you're if you're not available that's the best ability for any player in any sport to have availability
2: Mm.
1: absolutely 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 great jt and you know i want to i i you go ahead and i know you wanted to talk sanchez for a second and throw that at me uh he's
2: just owned and everybody's caught on to this guy you know uh, Gary Sanchez, a, a catcher in the Yankees organization for the last few years. You got a guy that I've heard scouts compare defensively to an old, well, old timer for me now, and Benito Santiago, a uh, catcher from the 80s, from the Padres, rookie of the year, pretty much the top defensive catcher most of his time in the big. And then on top of that, you got a guy that can hit the ball. The guy has, I'm not going to say Piazza offensive ability, but definitely a guy that can bat over 300. He's hit nine home runs in the last two weeks. Uh, Definitely a guy that the Yankees, in that ballpark, and going forward with that organization, is a guy, anyone who's got a keeper league, if he's available, go get him now and stash him.
1: There you go. Exactly. Very nice. Very nice. Folks, there's your MLB pickups. We've given you a couple of pitchers, a couple of hitters. Now, if you don't go get them, Don't blame us if you lose. I don't want to hear it. Don't come crying to me. We give you these great tidbits. We give you great players. We give you great advice on how to handle your players and what players to look for. can't help you any more than that unless you want us to actually physically play for you. And for a small percentage, I will. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I will. Um, NHL. NHL folks, for you folks out there, we're going to talk NHL now. We've got NBA coming up, WWE, and then Factor Fantasy. NHL, Tate Dello started a couple weeks ago for us. He's writing articles once a week, showing up for the Gridiron guys once a week. And uh, second week into it, or third week into it, he's already running late to, to shows. And uh, JT, are you foreseeing a problem? Do you, do you think we're going to have a T.O. issue here? Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. It, Tate, Tate's a, a star in his own mind. You uh, really just you can't get him out of that, uh, you know? He just is uh, one of those guys that expect rose petals to just magically appear at his feet as he walks down the hallway to make up, you know? so uh, They don't? He's a diva. He's said, no, they don't. They really don't. I mean, maybe chicken wings. He is from Buffalo, but, you know. They really don't follow the feet. So I think this might be a problem in the future with this guy.
1: You have to keep an eye on him. We Definitely. really do. All righty. Well, I'm going to take a look at his article. And I've got to tell you, be honest with you, I read it. And, uh, you know, it was a pretty it, – it was done well, okay? It was done well. I liked how it was done. As far as the assessment goes, uh, pretty good, pretty close on most. Couldn't have been any further off on Toronto. (laughs) I mean, just, I mean, really, uh, as I'm sitting there reading it, I'm like, you know, I'm getting through the first start of it, JT, and I'm like, Oh wow! You know, this is really this is good. All right, you know, because I was a little worried. I'm I'm not crazy about handing off hockey to somebody else as, right. as my That's sport. And, yeah, yeah, and and here I have, and okay, I'm reading it. I'm like, okay, yeah, all right, nice. I I can agree with that. Oh, all right, well, yeah, I like that too. but might, might have left something out, but oh, all right, I like the article. You know how it's going, how it's going, and then I get to Toronto. And you ever hear, you know, think of the cartoons where you hear the skidding of brakes, the screeching of <laughs> tires, and then the crash. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second now. Alright, let me let me clear things up for those of you. FantasyJusticeSports.com Right now we have Atlantic Division the uh, predictions the review for the Atlantic Division in the NHL and i'm going to, I'm here to tell you that the portion that pertains to Toronto, please don't pay attention to that and pay attention to what I'm about to tell you about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, it was uh previously reported erroneously on our article that the uh, Leafs didn't pick up anybody during this off season uh and didn't pick up anybody noteworthy now. For Buffalo, first of all, this is a a, a once-proud organization. You know, they had the French Connection line, uh, which was Gilbert Perrault, Rene Robert, and Rick Martin. And that was, believe it or not, 40 years ago, the first time they put that line together. But, yeah, that was an absolutely phenomenal line. And now you're starting to uh, see Buffalo come around. So – What's up with Toronto, though? Now, Toronto's been down there along with Buffalo, okay, having problems, and they're both starting to build. Which one's building faster? It's Toronto, folks. Toronto did not get anybody over over the offseason, okay? You know what they did? Here's what they did. First, they went out, and uh, not in any particular order, okay, as far as uh, uh, the schedule of the signing, okay, but what they've done so far is they've added Roman Polak, Polak, uh, experienced defensive player. They needed a little bit more experience on that D-line, okay, to help the young guys coming up. So, Lou Lamoureux goes out and gets uh, Roman Polak for, uh, for the Leafs. So, then we go ahead and we get a left wing in Matt Martin. Now, Matt Martin is 6'3", 220, and he's 27 years old, and he has led the NHL in hits the last five years. So they went and got a tough defenseman, a stay-at-home veteran defenseman. They added toughness, grit, and size up front, but so far they haven't added anybody, if you listen to some people. Now, and forget that they had the first pick overall in the draft and Austin Matthews. You know, they don't have any talent. And then they uh, don't forget that besides Austin Matthews, who will probably play this year in the NHL, even though he was just uh, drafted, he is NHL ready. There's a good chance that other talented first-round picks might be seen this year, like Mitch Marner and William Nylander. But we're not even going to go into those. Okay, because they were already there. All right, but you know, I'm trying to talk about the depth of the team and what's coming up besides some of the great players that they already have. They're starting to fill in these pieces. Then Lou goes out and he gets Trevor Moore. Okay, Mm. now for those of you who don't know Trevor Moore and who he is, Trevor Moore is a guy that played for the University of Denver in this last year. He played a total of 44 games. I mean, 40 games. He played a total of 40 games, and in those 40 games, he had 44 points. This is who Lou is going out and getting. In 121 career games at the University of Denver, he had 120 points. This is who Wu just went out and got. This off season. Now, one of the biggest problems that the Maple Leafs had was goaltending, which happens to be Wu Lamorello's bugaboo. And for those of you who don't remember or don't know where he came from, he came from the New Jersey Devils, where he originally had and drafted a goalie, as you might have heard of him, Martin Brodeur. Brodo will probably go down as the GOAT, the greatest of all time uh, with his numbers, and I will be more than glad to debate anybody on that at any given time.
2: Tune in next and week as JT and Jester debate that one.
1: We can debate that one all day, brother. And then Corey, he follows it up with Corey Schneider. Okay, uh, Again, another great goalie, and we'll go over his numbers in a little bit. But so, Lou has this thing about having and making sure you have an elite goalie. Well, Lou went out and got, well, if you're paying attention to me, he went out and got during the offseason. He first got six foot three, 200-pound goaltender, Casimir Casciuso. He played for the Minnesota Wilderness last winter. He posted a goals against average, okay, are you sitting down a 1.48 goals against Mm -hmm. and a save percentage of 944. In 32 regular season games, he was 21-6-5. The kid is absolutely ridiculous. He's from Finland, okay, played for the Minnesota Wilderness. He is now down in the minors for Toronto. Then... He built a backup. See, because he got rid of both goaltenders, because he did pick up people this off season. Tate. First, he picked up, and you should know this, Tate. He picked up former second round pick of Buffalo, Jonas Enroth. As Buffalo has been busy searching for a goaltender. They let one go. The guy's got a 922 save percentage last year, a 217 goals against, and somehow Toronto gets him through free agency. That's their backup. Let me repeat that. That's their backup at 922 and a uh, a 217 goals against average. They went out and got and they paid dearly for this. They used a first round pick this year, the 30th pick overall, and a 2017 second round pick to trade for Frederick Anderson. Then they signed Frederick Anderson, you know, one of the players they didn't pick up this offseason, to 5 years Five point five million a year. He's 26 years old, six foot four, 220 pound goaltender. 2.30 goals against with a 919 save percentage. Lou went out and got goalies. Lou went out and got three goalies, and all three goalies, well, two of which are definite starters right now, and one will be in the NHL. He went out and got. A, de- a veteran defenseman to help teach the young guys. He went out and got the, a grinder, only the guy who led the NHL in hits each of the last five years. Went out and got a couple of scorers. Um, Tate, they, they're going to do more than nothing this year, and they definitely have a lot more talent than you're giving them credit for, sir. Uh, Toronto yes, sir. Fans,
2: You forgot the most important move. He is you've left out the most important move Uh-oh. they did not waste all that money on Steven Stamkos because uh, I think that helps their franchise more than hurts their franchise.
1: They they could have gotten him, and it would have been, yeah. They've got a lot of who knows what he's doing, who, oh, didn't yeah, listen, does. you know, when when I That whole Toronto thing, you weren't hearing it out of Toronto. You were hearing it out of other places. You were hearing it out of Stamkos' people. Okay, You weren't hearing Mm -hmm. it out of Toronto, and you know why? Because when Lou was with the Devils, they signed Kovalchuk. You know why they signed Kovalchuk? Not because Lou wanted somebody with a big contract. Lou hates big contracts, first of all. Contracts. And he, right. didn't, and he didn't want chuck He didn't. That was ownership. When they were going through the transition with ownership, okay, and everything, they thought that the best way would be go out and get these guys signed, and it doesn't matter how much you spend and all that stuff, and that'll help us get a good owner. And, and what happened was is you end up screwing the Devils for several years, and they're just getting back on their feet from it. So, no, they you're exactly correct, JT. The smart move that they made was not signing Stamkos. They're not in that dire need. They've got some good guys. They've got some talented guys already on the team, okay? Then you go ahead. You add a veteran defenseman like they did. You add a banger uh-huh. like Matt Martin up front. You add some veteran goaltending, some good, solid goaltending. And then you get guys like Trevor Moore, who can come up through the farm system, who had 121 career games and 120 points. You just went out and got the best damn hockey, young hockey player on the planet in Austin Matthews that you're going to add to uh, Mitch Marner and William Nylander. Okay. Absolutely great picks. No, Toronto isn't that far off folks. And Toronto's going to make the kind of move that's going to surprise people this year. Now, I'm not going to say that they're a playoff team just yet, but they could sniff. They could sniff because they will be a 500 team this year, at the very least. That is my call right now. Toronto right. people break right. that down. You're marking that down, JT? I know you are. Oh,
2: I am. And, and, you know, the best part of what you're saying is, even if they don't make the playoffs, they're going to affect – the playoff race they're going to affect somebody not making the playoffs so they're going to be they're going to be a team to reckon with regardless
1: well you know i've got frederick anderson uh, as one of my sleepers uh and, and him him and, and schneider believe it or not i mentioned schneider earlier okay uh, schneider could challenge for uh one of the top uh, top four goalies in the league this year you know he had a, a 215 save percentage and a 920, I mean, a 215 goals against and a 924 save percentage. Now, when you compare that to Braden Holtby, now, Braden Holtby, who is my best goaltender this year, that's who I'm looking at. First goaltender on okay. the board should be in fantasy, okay, uh, Braden Holtby. Now, Braden Holtby had a 2.20, 2.20 goals against Schneider, 2.15. So Schneider's slightly better. Hopi had a 9.22 save percentage. Schneider, 9.24. Again, Schneider slightly better. Hopi had three shutouts. Schneider had four. Hopi's record, and here's where the team comes in and the scoring difference and why I think you'll get better numbers out of Schneider this year. They've added more offense. Hopi with those numbers, now they were worse than Schneider was 48 wins 9 losses. Schneider with better numbers was 27 and 25, almost 500. Okay. Now, so now give that give that same goaltender some offense.
2: Offense and look out. If you yeah. talked at the production meeting, I may not have
1: time to bring you a sleeper,
2: but I actually have one for you, a goaltender. Okay. So now hear me out on this. My sleeper this year is Minnesota Wild goaltender Josh Harding. Now, I understand 18-7-3 last year, 1.65 goals against, 933 save percentage. That doesn't sound like much of a sleeper, but if you look, a lot of drafts, he's going to drop in, into the, deep into the draft because of his multiple sclerosis. A lot of people are afraid to take this guy because of that. To me, I'll get another goaltender, good solid goaltender, take this guy as well, and I will reap the rewards from this guy because this guy's a hell of a goaltender.
1: Uh I I like him. I remember him playing and yeah, they I like him a lot, but you really think uh he's going to start over uh Devin Dubnik? Dubnik
2: to me is is a wild card. The guy the guy has some great games and then you see some some games where five hole left and right and it's just like, okay. You know, I I like Harding better. I think the only reason that Harding isn't starting Consistently is his multiple sclerosis. You're looking at a guy that's been good for the last few years. Dubnik to me is a wild card. I'm I put him in my uh and my penguin fans are gonna kill me out there, but I put him in my Marc Andre Flory uh category. There's nights he's gonna win for you and there's nights he's gonna lose for you. He's just
1: not consistent enough. Uh, should be interesting to see what happens because that was uh you know his numbers uh, and he didn't play uh all of last year right so but you look at
2: 187 uh, and 3 with a 165 and a 933 three. i mean those are 165 was the best in the league
1: yeah uh <laughs> And you're looking at
2: 28 decisions, one six yeah. five goals against in 28 decisions. That's, that's enough, that. enough hockey. That's enough hockey to say that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and that was in
1: 2013 and 2014, though.
2: His last season, he's played, correct?
1: Right. So, and that's my thing is, uh, I, I like his numbers, and I do like the kid. I I I will wait. Before I call him my sleeper, uh, I I don't normally disagree with you, Bone. Well, one, you I took the I've...
2: good sleeper. You took the good sleeper. <laughs> and go the second
1: choice. There you go. Uh, and, and right now we got to go with the good bill payer. Yes, sir. Hi, folks. Fantasy Jester here to talk about BreadFromYourBed.com, and I am with Ethan. The son of the owner, Joey, from BreadFromYourBed.com. Say hello, Ethan. Hello. And how old are you? Four. Okay, Ethan, thanks. Uh, We'll get back to you in one minute. And here's a little bit about BreadFromYourBed.com. They're both a business services website and a personal finance blog. They discuss ways for people to make extra money from home, and they offer a wide variety of services for your businesses. If you need more traffic for your website, if you need social media management or marketing, if you need a website built, or if you just want to make some extra money online, these are the guys to do it. They have worked and provided results for clients ranging from small to big, and will show you some of those results, including the statistics and the numbers. I highly encourage you to check them out if you're looking for help for your business to grow, or you're looking to learn how to make some extra money from home. Ethan, where should people go if they're looking for a website?
0: BedFromTheBed.com
1: And where should people go if they're looking for social media management?
0: BedFromTheBed.com
1: And where should people go if they're looking to make some extra money?
0: BedFromTheBed.com
1: And where should people go to get help starting a business?
0: BedFromTheBed.com
1: all right. And if uh, they want to work from home, where should people go?
0: Um, BedFromYourBed.com.
1: All right, Ethan. One more time, let me ask you. If they want to spend more time with their kids, where should parents go? Um, BedFromYourBed.com. That's right, folks. BreadFromYourBed.com. This is 7 miles Jack. You're listening and to the Fantasy Jesse Show. show.
2: Hi, this is Jim Rosenhouse with the Cleveland Indians, and you are listening to the Fantasy Jester.
1: That would be me. They're talking about me. Everybody's listening to the Fantasy Jester show. Me and JT are starting. I'm telling you, folks, little by little by little, it's all growing. The evil plan is coming together. ha, ha, ha. Yes, I'm going to take over the world. Where's the earth-shattering kaboom? I'll tell you where the earth-shattering kaboom is. Right here, fantasyjusticesports.com, folks. That's where the earth-shattering kaboom is. That's where it's all happening now. Little by little, JT and I are crawling up the charts of sports talk podcasts and radio shows to listen to. You know, we are starting to build quite a following And that following includes a lot of sports people. That's that to me is how I know we are doing it and we're doing it right is because we are getting people in the industry, people in the industry following what we're doing. So that, that is probably the biggest compliment. And I get, I'm an idiot. I really am. I get, I've got goosebumps as I talk about it because it really is that great when you start getting recognized by the people in the industry that you're covering and they start following you and they start tweeting and they start retweeting what you're having to say or they're talking to you about your show or they're coming on your show and saying to listen to my show and all of that and listen to JT and I. This is the best they can get and we are continuing to grow stick around we've got a lot more coming we've got fxe that is just building folks on wednesday night this coming wednesday fxe live a huge huge show for fxe florida extreme entertainment gonna sign the first wrestlers It is all starting. Everything that we've been waiting for, we are still building towards it, but it is starting to get underway where we are signing some talent already. You don't want to miss the show on Wednesday. Gridiron guys, I told you, we've got the two-hour special this week for you fantasy players. You're not going to want to miss it. I mean, we called in a heavy heavy hitter for you for this one, folks.
2: Hi, my name is Ethan, and make sure you listen to the
1: two-hour special Gridiron Guys. That's right. Even Ethan (laughs) wants you to join the two-hour special Gridiron Guys, folks. You know, that's how big it is. We brought him in for it. When you can bring in somebody like Ethan to go ahead and bring in about the special Gridiron Guys show... You know, I feel pretty privileged that we were able to get his time and get him on the air tonight. Uh in time to put him on the air tonight and give you that. <sighs> Seriously though, folks, as we continue on, you know, don't forget all the past episodes. You want to catch up, you want to do some binge listening to some really good sports radio. Go ahead, go listen to Fantasy Jester, type it in at your iTunes, go to iTunes. And you can catch up on everything JT and I have had to say. Now, remember, a lot has gone on in four months. We've had a lot of fantastic guests. We've had a lot of funny crap going on here, okay? Uh, We've had some great laughs, some great fun, some great stats. We've had some excellent stories. Jim Rosenhaus talking about which MLB manager, okay, threw water balloons at his boss, and then his boss set up a whole uh, almost like a sneak attack on him to get him back. We had Jeff Cross, former Miami defensive end on air talking about which player they duct taped naked to a goal post. Stay tuned because you never know what the next guest is going to say. We make sure we purposely ask the guest that question. Do you have something funny for us? so that we can get you not just the stats, but also a good ha-ha and a good laugh that, you know, some of these other sports talk shows, they're so busy being professional. Hear now the news. No, 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 no. Listen, we're trying to keep it real here, folks, okay? You know what? In the end, they're just people that happen to play sports. And you know what? A bunch of them have a good sense of humor and have a funny story, so why not bring that too? That is part of the part of the sports world. So you know we're glad to bring you that kind of entertainment. Now you know as we move on and we bring JT back in, we're going to touch on something real quick on NBA and the radar. Uh, JT, you know right now I'm looking at a center in in, uh, in basketball that people should be paying to uh, paying attention to Nikola Jokic, and I keep mm-hmm. I, I'm like Nikola Jokic. <laughs> get choked up on that one there's it a guy roll that I'm going to
2: tongue
1: does it no 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 not not and at least maybe not this tongue it doesn't maybe some tongues not this one but um you know here's a guy that last year coming back from a, a little injury and he only averaged 21 uh, minutes and 39 seconds a game but you know when you look at his uh, 512 field goal percentage and his 811 free throw percentage uh, that that gets your attention because then the other numbers you have a good idea. If this guy, if this kid gets some real numbers, gets some real play minutes, okay, his .4 average of three pointers is going to go up. His 10 points a game are going to go up. His seven rebounds a game going to go up. 2.4 assists a game, a steal a game, a block a game. Or he he goes ahead and he fills the whole stat page, and it's only going to get better this year as he gets more minutes. So. You know, just real quick, I wanted to go over that NBA because we have a couple other things I want to make sure we definitely get to. But there, real quick, on uh, my fantasy prediction for this year, the first guy I'm putting off to the side is my sleeper. You have him right there. Nikola Jokic. Close enough. Denver Center, folks. JT, who do you have for the folks, for the good people out uh, there in Justaville? Yeah.
2: Real quick, a guy, uh, six-five, year point guard D'Angelo Russell, guy who shot 41% from the field last year, 35% from three, had some uh, immature moments with Swaggy P and ratting him out for what he was doing. Uh, but you got a guy that the moment the season ended lived in the gym, went into the summer league this year, raised his shooting percentage to 48% and 40% from three, uh, averaged 22 points, six rebounds, four assists, and a steal and a half per game and has Kobe Bryant, who really has nothing to say nice about anyone other than himself, raving about him and the, and the work that he's put in this off season. So point guard position, that's a guy that I'm putting off to the side and uh, looking to take.
1: Nice. Very nice. Yeah, you're looking to take him as long as he's not your teammate. Um, <laughs> exactly. hopefully, hopefully he's grown up and learned from me. You know what? Guess what? He was a kid that made a stupid mistake, and, and if you show me a kid out there who doesn't make a stupid mistake or when you were a kid you didn't make a stupid mistake, uh, i call you a damn liar. So, you know, everybody Absolutely. makes mistakes when they're young. And uh, he, he thought he was having fun and being cute, but, you know, he learned, and he learned the hard way. Uh, WWE Del Rio could possibly – he's got a uh, – he's on suspension right now, and he's got an out clause in his contract that uh, will allow him to leave. Do you think he leaves?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think you're looking at a guy who's had a bad taste in his mouth with WWE in the past, decided to give it another shot, and he's not getting the booking or the push that I think he should get. I would not be shocked at all to see him walk away.
1: The minute I find out he's not signed, uh, folks out there in FXE world, you know, for you FXE people waiting for us to put on our wrestling show, uh, and for all you Fantasy Jester fans out there, I can promise you one thing. The first email that that man will receive once he drops from his WWE contract will be mine. I will be on that man like white on rice. I can promise you that. I'll take him. Like Sampley trade. Like Sam Clum on a trade. that I like that. That's better than one on rice. It really it is.
2: is. It's, it's accurate. That's the scary part.
1: It's longer lasting, I'll tell you. Oof. <laughs> oh. Okay. Then we have the brand split. Don't get that one. They're going to wrestle against no. each other now. And uh, to me, folks, and you know, Some of you folks out there are going to say this is self-serving because now I'm getting into the wrestling business, so I'm a little skewed, but no, I call it as I see it. You know, when I first got into this, I said to myself, self, just be happy taking over Florida wrestling and the Florida wrestling scene, okay? You know, be happy being the top guy in Florida and, you know, that's it because WWE Uh, they're untouchable with moves like I've been seeing recently and, and the dropping of talent and the losing of talent and the controversies and the wrestlers getting arrested and you know, all these extra injuries now, and now something as dumb as putting your own self against yourself. Think about that. I am going to put myself against myself. Hmm Well, all right, we'll see how that one works out. But meanwhile, while WWE is screwing around, okay, folks, there is somebody that's coming up on the horizon now. You know what? Because of some of this stuff, I'm a hundred percent sold on the idea that I can't catch these people because I'll tell you one thing: if this is the way they continue. They're going to make it easy for FXE to catch up. Like I said, I was originally happy with just Florida, but hey, listen, if you want me to take the country from you, I'll be more than glad to. Factor um, factor fantasy. Rapid fire. Here we go. JT, you ready? Somebody put on a seatbelt here. Here we go, folks. We're going to go down the list of sports. JT, do you have any for me before we go? Or do you want me to hit you? Go ahead and give us, give us what you got tonight, Jester. All right. Here we go. NHL, Yaromir Yager, Florida Panthers forward. He is 137 years old. Will he score 25 goals this year? Fact or fantasy, Yaromir Yager will score 25 goals this year. That's
2: I'd a say fact. fact. When the guy's 165, he'll score 25 goals or more.
1: He's got the love. If you love what you do, nobody can stop you. Nobody. And that guy just, he loves the sport. He The best story that I have ever heard, okay, is when he was with the Devils, I was able to catch a story that every team he plays for, he gets a key to their practice arena because he can be there at 12 o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, just practicing, just playing, because he just loves it that much, you know, and I understand that. I truly understand that because, you know, fantasyjustersports.com, the three radio shows, whether it's Fantasy Justus, uh Show, Gridiron Guys, FXE Live, I couldn't love this anymore, and I put in ridiculous amount of hours, and I really don't care. I'm having a ball, and that's that's that man right there. He doesn't care. Yeah, 25 goals, I, I don't see that as a problem at all. I can see between 25, not more than 30. I don't see him getting more than 30, but I can see him getting 26, 27 goals this year. JT, next up. Change gear? We're going NFL. Paul Perkins will be the Giants starter before season's end. I've got that as a fact.
2: Well, far be it for me to dispute you on the Giants. I will definitely admit to that. What I will say is uh, Paul Perkins is a guy that I think they need to be sure that he's been through an NFL strength and conditioning offseason and make sure his body's ready for the rigors of the NFL because I see Rashad Jennings being a guy that McAdoo seems to like. He used at the end of the year last year. So I'm not going to dispute you. I'll say fact as well, but they better keep him healthy.
1: Uh, I'm saying by season's end. I'm saying that they run Rashad Jennings into the ground Darkwood will prove to be uh, useless in the passing game and blocking. Mm. So they can't use him. As they did in Miami. Okay. And then then they'll leave Vereen as the uh, pass catching back. Andre Williams will still be uh, slow and run right into his own player, (laughs) Andre Williams. How many times can you run into your own damn player? They got the same jersey on. Come on. Stop it. Please ask Mark Sanchez my god just uh, no, uh, before the end of the season uh, 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 if I call it right now, I'm saying with uh, four or five games, about four games left you'll see Paul Perkins will take over the job switching gears don't grind them okay, MLB don't grind them the Yankees will fire Brian Cashman or Joe Girardi. Fact or fantasy?
2: I say fantasy on that. Uh, I think Cashman must have, like, pictures of somebody's something or other. I don't know how that guy still has his job, but he just seems like a bad fungus. You just can't get rid of him. And Girardi's a hell of a manager. Uh, he, you know, he can handle the city of New York. He can handle a team with a mystique like the Yankees. Uh, the guy should be there and deserves to be there. I don't see him going anywhere.
1: Uh, I, I, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I think, I think the Yankee fans have had about enough of Cashman. I'll be surprised if Cashman's back. I'll be very. Surprised. All these we'll
2: trades. All these trades bought him at least two more seasons.
1: All these trades might have signed the death warrant.
2: He had management's backing on him.
1: Mm. It'll be interesting. Uh speaking of baseball, JT, speaking of baseball, mm-hmm. um not just once on one show this past week, twice this week on two different shows, um Somebody was mentioned on Intentional Talk, if I remember correctly.
2: Yeah, actually, I remember uh, some buffoon, fantasy gesture or or something or other like that. Uh, But no, really, it's bad enough. It's like I put out on Twitter, bad enough I got to work with you three shows a week. And now when I turn on one of my favorite TV shows, Chris Rose is reading your tweets out. So, uh, yeah, congratulations on that. Seriously, that's hard to get that guy to do that.
1: It it was funny. It was good. And, and, you know, the best was, uh, I I started getting a couple of texts from people. Uh, Hey, you know, Chris Rose just mentioned you on it. And I'm like, yes, I know. And I even recorded it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, no, I I came, I, I, I tweeted and was prepared for just in case. And that's the crazy thing. I don't really tweet them very often. So, um, fortunately uh, I've noticed something with them. They're like the police. They're like the police in this. If you tweet like them the something... Fu- no, no, no. Like the actual, woo woo, pull over guys. Oh, okay. Um,
2: police, okay.
1: Yeah. The man. He's <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Um, they're just like the police. Chris Rose will or or the it guys will put you on the air if you say something funny one of my friends who is a retired state trooper told me the best way to get out of a ticket now he was telling me this because there's a rumor that goes around that says i speed and i use the hemi uh rather often and it's more than a rumor it's actually pretty true folks um I qualify wherever I go. And he told me the best way for me, if I should get pulled over uh, besides mention his name, uh, the best way to get out of a ticket is when you first meet the officer, make him laugh, make him laugh. And it disarms them and it makes them really just want to work with you. And I thought that that was a bunch of horse poop. And so The day that I got pulled over doing 96 and uh, 65, and um, I got pulled over and the officer said, how are you doing today, sir? I turned to him and I said, well, up until right now, I was doing great. You're going to tell me how the rest of my day is going. And he thought that was funny and let me off with a warning. And from there on out, I've used it two other times and it's worked both times, so... Uh, there's a little tidbit hmm. for you, folks, from your Uncle Jester. Here's well, let, let me change around. gears
2: on the Jester real quick. Let me change gears on the Jester real quick. Since the big news that Tony Romo would only be right to say, hey, Dak Prescott, 3,800 yards passing, 25 touchdowns. Fact or
1: fantasy? <sighs> Trying to see less than 3,800 facts on the touchdowns.
2: So where do you have him coming in?
1: Uh, About 34.
2: Do you have him total yards, 3,800? Because the guy can run.
1: Total? Yeah, total I'll give him, uh, total, let's see, 34 and change, 350. Yeah, I'll give him 38. Uh, He'll just make it. But, yeah, I'll give him 38 total uh, and 25 uh, touchdowns with, uh, give me three rushing. I like you. Real quick you had no idea that was
2: coming. You did that well.
1: Oh, thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. Um I I I I actually you know, to most people's chagrin, I actually do know what I'm talking about. Real quick, because these two are both are for you, okay? One, NBA. The Lakers will win thirty plus games this year. Fact of fantasy. Hurts me to say it in fantasy. We're
2: still the youngest team in the league. We got a lot of growing pains.
1: Oof. Okay, fantasy on that one And then fact of fantasy Sam Klum Would not trade us For anything
2: Fantasy, he'd trade us For a half eaten box of pizza Knowing him
1: I believe that there is nothing On this earth Sam Klum Would not trade folks And that's all the time we have for you This has been the Fantasy Jester And my esteemed colleague JT Join us next week on the Fantasy Jester Show where we have a bunch of hijinks playing for all of you. You're not gonna to want to miss next week's show. Thanks so much for tuning in tonight, folks. I'm the Fantasy Jester and I am out of here. Look. If you had one shot, or one opportunity, you seize everything you ever wanted. One moment.